0: At our Father's house, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. You know, I've been close to going several times, Danny Tuttle, and I've never been on a missions trip because my wife is afraid if I go, I won't come back. She said, when you see that kind of hunger, it's going to mess you up and you probably won't want to come back. And she's afraid I'll uproot our family and go to another country. When you see that kind of passion for Jesus. Amen. You know, uh, what's his name? Reinhard Bonnke. Anybody ever me with Reinhard Bonnke? The Crusades in uh, Africa, Right. You know, in in a week's time, they'll have like you know one of the crusades he had, they had like one point three million or something in a week's time, and they just they just come from everywhere. Uh, all right, you guys love your pastor? I'm just trying to encourage you and tell you we're so blessed, right? We're so blessed. What does it take? What does it take to give us a passion to worship him? It's a good question, right? What does it take to give us, you know, a passion to worship him? Uh, regardless of what's around us and say, you know, that's my, you know what, for for just to say, I don't care what you do, but I'm, you know, we used to sing this uh, old song, you know, some of you guys that grew up in a traditional Pentecostal church, we used to sing this old song called, I don't know what you came to do. Come on, finish it. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. You know, if everybody had that attitude, if you just said, you know, I really don't know what you came to do, you know, and you know, and Jesus, He asked the question once. He said, He said, "What are you looking for? You know, what what did you come for?" Amen. All right, I'm going to try to preach this word, but I'm I'm just God, give us a passion to love you, to love Jesus. I mean, can we pray that prayer? God, I just speak that we would have a greater passion for you, to love you. And we've we've been so blessed, so abundantly blessed. God, if you never give us another blessing, you've given us enough that we are uh, you're worthy of our praise. If you never bless us again, God, you've given us so much. You've heaped up on us. Abundant blessings. So, Father, I speak over this congregation right now. I speak that there'd there come such a spirit of praise and spirit of worship. Father, I speak that we couldn't hear we couldn't hear the worship team because of the people singing in the congregation. God, I speak that that's coming to our Father's house. I declare it. I proclaim it in the name of Jesus that we would have such a passion for you that nothing would distract us from our praise. We speak that and we declare that in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say, I receive it. All right, if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Colossians, chapter 1. Verse 12. Let's talk about Jesus. Who wants to talk about Jesus? I wrote some stuff down. Uh, Do you know approximately 60 billion people let me say, let me say real quickly. I just looked over here and caught it out of the corner of my eye. How many enjoyed it? Thank you, Pastor Justin, for the youth revival at Bell County High School. The last two nights was tremendous. We've been in church all weekend, man. Yeah, second weekend in a row. Been in church all weekend, uh, um, but uh, tremendous revival. And uh, how many enjoyed Blake's word last night? Come on, let's let's give it up for Blake. You know what I'm telling you, there's things that he's spoken to that school that uh, that uh, uh, the word has been thrown out there and it's going to manifest and, and, uh, and light's going to come into dark places. Amen? You put the word out there and he did just that last night and tremendous, tremendous job, Mr. Blake, and just uh, good stuff going on. And I look out here at you guys and I, I was going to mention last week and I forgot, but thank you, uh, uh, Nazarite Nation. Uh, for doing last Saturday, the food pantry. How many How many people did you guys feed and clothe? Somebody got a number? Over 300 people, they fed and clothed last Saturday. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. That's awesome. And I was hanging out with Ryan on Friday, and... Uh, and, uh, we were just talking about the people that were blessed and, and, uh, and helped in that, in that area. So God is good, right? Yeah. I said, God is good. Yeah. Somebody shout. God is good. God is good. Uh, if your blessings outweigh your problems, can you shout amen? amen. One more time. If your blessings outweigh your problems, can you shout amen? amen. amen. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter one, uh, We're gonna we're gonna start this thing about who is Jesus, who is Christ. Of course, next week is Easter, and we'll talk to you. And today is Palm Sunday. Thank God for Palm Sunday, right? Do you understand? All of this was prophesied. It was all spoken on the tenth day, and we'll talk about some a little bit of that next week. But the tenth day, the tenth of uh, of Nissan, which was which is today. All of this would happen, and on the 10th day, he rode in Danny Tuttle, and they laid the palm branches down uh, in front of him and cried out, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Uh, and he was riding on a donkey, and they're laying palm branches out in front of him. Amen. You know what? He, hasn't, he hadn't risen to that kingship yet, but still they're saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, right? Uh, can we say that? Hosanna! Come on, somebody shout, Hosanna! You know, do you know what Hosanna means? Come on, you know what? Does anybody know what Hosanna? Say it again. It means save now. Okay, how many needs to be how many needs God to save them? Now, I'm not talking about being born again. How many needs God to save you? How many needs God to save you from yourself? Do you need God to save you? If you need God to save you, somebody shout, Hosanna! Come on, shout it again, Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have church up here if I have to do it by myself. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna. Amen? All right. Uh, 60, approximately 60 billion people have walked the Earth. No one more person has received more attention, more criticism, more devotion, or more opposition than Jesus Christ. Oh, glory. Amen. Every word recorded, every word he has said has been more sifted, Analyzed, scrutinized, debated, every word. Then all of the historians and all of the great philosophers, you know, you can throw in all the scientists, put them all together. Doesn't even compare. He had a ministry of only three short years, his public ministry. And yet here we are, ooh, glory, 2,000 years later, saying, Jesus, your name is wonderful. Amen? Amen. 2,000 years later, and we're still saying Jesus. Somebody shout his name. Somebody say Jesus. Oh, man, I feel, I feel the anointing of the Lord's dropping in the, on this word. We're going to talk to you about the man, Jesus, the Christ. Amen? Because his name is wonderful. He had no formal education. He didn't, he didn't attend the university or the seminary. And yet, thousands upon thousands of universities and seminary colleges are built in the name of Jesus. It's a pretty big name, right? Somebody shout Amen. To explain Him is impossible, to ignore Him is disastrous. To reject Him is fatal. Yes. To know Him is to love Him, and to love Him is to trust Him. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen? And to trust Him is to be radically, dramatically, and eternally changed, to be transformed. I'm talking about who is Jesus. You know what? It's like our guy, our guy uh, what's his name? The... The video we've played many times here it's like he says human speech is too limited to describe him the human mind is too small to comprehend him and the human heart can never really completely totally absorb who he is I'm talking about Jesus somebody needs to shout his name Come on, you know what You know what the Lord spoke to me? He said, we got to get excited about the man Jesus again. We got, you know, that's, that's your foundation, you know, and it's good to get in all these other things and thank God for a revelation in his word and the way he speaks to us. But how many of us, if we can't get excited about Jesus, nothing else matters anyway. Yeah. Can I go on? Yeah. Oh, come on, somebody help me. He's a good God, isn't he? He's a good God. I don't know where I'm going to go with these notes. But we're just going to let the Lord speak to us. Amen. Glory. Colossians 1. Verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us to meet the partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. In whom we have... Redemption in whom we have been set free. Somebody give God praise for freedom. Come on, somebody give God praise you've been set free. If you've been set free, come on, give him praise. In whom we have redemption, Wanda, through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins, and I don't know if I'll get past this next verse, who is the image of the invisible God of glory. Who is, the, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. The image and the firstborn. Somebody say image. And somebody say firstborn. You know what I found out? And everybody knows the, the New Testament's written in Greek. The word image here is the Greek word icon. Spelled E I K O N. Interesting, right? I mean, that's what an icon is. You guys should know for sure what icons are. Amen? In this day and age that we live in, if you have a computer, if you have a smartphone, or you've got all these apps and you have icons on your computer, you know what it means? It means a representation. Jesus is the icon of God. Amen. He is the the, the you know, Scott, this the, the Greek word here actually means the exact representation. Jesus is the expressed image of the invisible God. He's God here, manifest here. He came here as, as a man. Amen. So he is the icon of God. And you know, Paul summed it up. He said, "For in him all, all, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily." So all of God was in Bethlehem stable. He is the express image of God. Amen. So you know, we, we we're so, you know, and that that's that's the thing about, and you know, I hate to even mention it, but you know, this religion Tyler called Islam. You know, do you, do you do you know that the Dome of the Rock? Do you know what it says on the on the Dome of the Rock? God has no need for a son. The first John two twenty two twenty First John two twenty two and twenty three states that he who says Jesus is not the Son of God is Antichrist. It's a lie. Amen. Aren't you glad that he is God's Son? I said, Aren't you glad that he, aren't you glad that, bought, that God so loved the world? Come on, come on. We need to get back to God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Where would we be? Where would you be? I'd be in trouble. Would you be in trouble? We'd we'd all Jason Cornett we'd all be in trouble because but here's the thing we need to tap into this icon you know we're all about getting on our computers and we'll pull up these uh, whatever uh, sites or or software applications programs and you know we've got all these icons you got all these apps I wonder if anybody has a Jesus app oh help us Lord. We spend way too much time on these other apps, don't we? How many say you spend way too much time on a lot of these other apps? Amen? Amen. 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 Let's tap into the Jesus icon. Yeah. The express image, Blake, of the invisible God. Amen? Are y'all with me? Firstborn, he's the son of God. Now, here's, here's the thing. The word "firstborn." I don't get the idea that "firstborn" implies a beginning. Jesus, Jesus never had a beginning. He had no. (laughs) There never was a time when Jesus was not. He said, "Before Abraham, before Abraham was, I am." I said. He said, before Abraham was, I am. You know what? Somebody, somebody needs to say, God, give me a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. Amen. It's not about a religion. It's not about a church service. It's not about a song or dance. Those are all just things we're able to do because of what he did. You know, more songs have been written about him than any other thing in our life. And again, he's been talked about more and he's been scrutinized more, more debate. The world, either you love him. What was that Mr. Lewis said? He's either a lunatic, a liar, or he's God, right? Is that what he said, Randy? Randy? C.S. Lewis. But you know, people are like, you know, the thing about it is, let them talk negative about him all they want. But guess what? He's still God and he's still coming. Right. I said, he's still God and he's still coming. We're getting ready to celebrate and I'm trying to set you up. We're getting ready to celebrate next weekend, uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, let them talk negative all they want about him, but it don't change who he is. Oh, I don't know if you're getting this or not. It doesn't change who he is. I'll never forget. You know, we used to be years ago, we used to be pretty big NASCAR fans, and uh, as a lot of people were until they ruined it. But uh, I'll never forget, buddy, uh, you guys remember Dale Earnhardt, right? And who remembers Jeff Gordon? Yeah. Yeah. When Jeff Gordon was first started racing, you know, and he was starting to win a lot. He was the rookie in the league. And he was winning a lot of races. And, you know, if you go to, when you'd go to the, to the race at Bristol Motor Speedway, and, you know, at the beginning they'd have these driver introductions. And they'd, they'd ride around in the track, the, the track together in the back of pickup trucks. Anybody ever seen that? Y'all know anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you have. I know Gina has, Chris. But anyway, and the way they ride in the truck is how they qualified for the race. You know, your position in the race, they have two drivers, and that's where they would ride together. And the story goes that Jeff Gordon had just been, he just started racing, and was winning a lot of races. So when they did the driver introductions, and they say Jeff Gordon, uh, 150,000 people. Started booing, you know, because he was winning so much. And they said that Dale Earnhardt, which was, you know, a senior, experienced driver, they said Dale Earnhardt looked at Jeff and said, "Don't let it bother you, son. As long as they're making no eats." You're doing something right. Either they're cheering for you or they're booing you. Amen. As long as they're making noise. He said, now when they introduce your name. And you hear nothing. Then it's time to get concerned. Amen. So here's the deal. They can boo and they, the, the government system, the school systems, all of these, these, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. All of these liberals, they can boo him all they want, but guess what? He's still Jesus. He's still the Son of God. He's still coming again. Amen. I said he's still coming again. Somebody needs to give him praise in this house. Come on. Nobody's gonna change that. You know what? They can talk all they want. Oh, come on. Somebody needs to give him praise. They can talk all they want. But he's still the son of God. I'm dying to get on next week's message. But you know what? He, 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 it was prophesied. Uh, Hosanna, it was prophesied. Palm Sunday, he fulfilled that. It was prophesied that he would die on the tree. He fulfilled that. Blessed is he who hung. Hey, come on. He took the curse for us, right? Cursed is he who hung on a tree. It was prophesied that he would, he would raise up on the third day. How many believes he did that? Guess what? It's also prophesied and spoken. He spoken that he's going to come again. To, but, you know, Do you understand that when he went away and they were standing there, I'm about to get excited. Because I wish he'd come right now. If you're not ready for Jesus to come, you better check yourself because you're too attached to this world. What's holding you here? When he went away, the disciples, were are standing there watching him. And the angel said, why stand you here gazing, you men of Galilee? He said, this same Jesus you see leaving will return in like manner. Right, now, you know, the, the enemy will tempt you to so, you know what? I've heard that all my life. And people have been talking about that for years. But you know what? You know what the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3? Knowing this first, that there'll come scoffers in the last days saying, Where is the promise of his coming? Yeah. Yeah. We've heard this since our fathers fell asleep. You know, you, know what, you know what also it says in that scripture? It says, There'll come scoffers walking after their own lusts. Saying well, we've heard that all our lives. But you know what it says, Scott? It says, Beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but his long suffering to us usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. A day that's with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Sometimes people break their promises, but you know what God was saying? He was saying that promise is as good, even though if it was made a thousand years ago, it was still as good as if I made it yesterday. Because God's going to keep his word, right? He says the day of the Lord's going to come like a thief in the night, which the heavens are going to pass away. The earth's going to melt. Don't get too excited about what you see around you. It's all going to burn up. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought we to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for, I love this part here, Pastor. Looking for and hasting to the coming of the day of the Lord. You know what Paul said? Paul Paul said, he's coming for those who love his appearing. You know what John said? John said, come quickly, Lord. Amen. Somebody shout, He's coming. That's not in my message, but I'm just throwing that out there. You know, he, he All these all of these things, and my point is, all of these things he fulfilled, and he's coming. Amen. So he's the image of the he's the image of he's the image in the firstborn icon. He's the icon of God. He's how you get to God. Oh, okay, I want to throw this at you. Some people will, you know, you know what some people will say? That if you say that, that Jesus is the only way to God, you're narrow-minded. Oprah says you're narrow-minded. That's how she feels about you if you believe that. Can I say this? It's important to be narrow-minded, but to also be open-minded and broad-minded. This is what a fellow the Lord spoke to me. We need to be narrow-minded in that he's the only way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. Somebody say, "He's he's the only way. Come on, somebody say, he's the only way. There's no other way under heaven which we can be saved except the name of Jesus. Then on the other hand, we flip the coin over, we need to be broad-minded in all of the things that he can do in our life. Don't be so boxed in and close boxed, you know, he's the only way, but he wants to take you in a lot of ways. Are you with me? Somebody says, well, when we talk about the old path, he wants to use the old path to take you to new places. Amen? Amen. How many knows God wants to give us new things? Somebody shout amen. Can, can, can I preach for about three months on who Jesus is? Can we get a new revelation of who Jesus is? Amen. Starting with today. He's the image in the firstborn of the Father. I don't even know where I'm at. Glory. I've got these notes all mixed up. It's all right though, ain't it? I'm just telling you I hope you hear my heart we need to know who Jesus is if you don't get anything else Amen How Who's ever seen it they got this Danny Tuttle you know was flipping through the channels here a while back and they got this documentary searching for Jesus I just about soon watch paint dry You know Why? They're looking in all the wrong places. Amen. I know what y'all are thinking. Looking for love in all the wrong places. I can read your minds. I have ESPN. They're trying to find Jesus, but they're looking in the wrong places. Come on, somebody shout amen. He is to be found, if you want the authentic, the real, the genuine, the Son of God. Amen? Somebody shout amen. Amen. Now, he says here in in, in this Colossians 1 that he wants to give us an inheritance. Now, here's the question I ask you. If somebody leaves you an inheritance, are you going to go claim it? Why do we not claim the inheritance he left us? Amen? Somebody shout amen. So, who is Christ? I remember years ago that Larry King, how many remembers Larry King? Larry King was being interviewed, and in the process of the interview, he was asked the question, if you could ask God one thing, what would you ask him? Larry King said, I would ask him if he had a son. Good question, right? I would ask him if he had a son. Look at verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn? Come on. And I'm going to say it again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only There's your answer, Mr. King. He has a son, and his name is Jesus. I said he has a son, and his name is Jesus. His name is not Pentecostal. His name's not Baptist. His name's not Methodist. His name's not Presbyterian. His name is Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ. You are, Peter said you are the Christ so come on and, and we, got, we got to learn to separate that here's the problem Dwayne you were right on track in the last week in your mother's memorial service it was a tree in the garden that caused man to sin but it was a tree on Golgotha that set men free Romans 5, by one man's sin, we all became sinners. We all became, you see, Jesus came in the flesh. That was Jesus, but Christ is the one. That's the problem. You know, uh, again, if we, if, we just, if we just think of Jesus and we don't think of the Christ, he's still on the cross. What I tell you several weeks ago, Christ didn't die. Jesus died. Christ went back. When, when they put the body of Jesus in the tomb, David Taylor, Christ was in, going down into hell. And taking the keys. Amen. Amen. God give us a revelation of the Christ. Come on. Come on. Somebody say God give me a revelation. Oh hallelujah. Imagine Jesus. Here's the difference. Imagine Jesus going into the temple. And having a conversation with the teachers. When he was a 12 year old boy. And I'm getting into a little bit of next week. But that's all right. One of the learned doctors strokes his beard. Come here, Bo. Does he look like a doctor? He just needs a robe, right? That's Dr. Bo. That's President Bo, right? Nazarite Nation. See here? Look here. Move that beard. President. But you imagine, come on, do that. Yeah. <laughs> now you got to ask me the question, son, how old are you? Son, how old are you? <laughs> I like that. Let's do it one more time. Son, how old are you? Can you see that? No, stay with me. Just a second. He's a 12-year-old. who's 12-year-old? Blake, come here. I know you're not 12, but come here. Come here. We love this guy, right? He's awesome. Now, ask him. And here was his reply. He said, on my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I'm older than my mother and as old as my father. That messes you up, right? It's kind of like being a redneck in Kentucky. <laughs> start giving your genealogy. You know, I've known people, we've had people in our church that's been, I don't know, they they were. Yeah, that messes with you. We had a couple in our church that were step brothers and sisters, but they were married husband and wife. No blood relation. So he says, on my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side. I'm older than my mother and as old as my father. So what we got is, come here, Wesley. Trying to get you to figure out who this Christ is. And we got to get, we got to get, you know, I know we got one, we got another way to do this, but we got to get Jesus off the cross. We got to get Jesus off the cross and get Christ on the throne. The problem is, you know what? You're struggling in life because you're still got Jesus on the cross and you say, How is that, Pastor? I want to tell you because we're supposed to be crucified with him. But we were supposed to raise up with him. Cause, so if he arose on the third day, if he arose on the third day, we're supposed to be risen with him and seated, Brandon, in heavenly places. Amen. So here we have the Christ. Here we have Jesus. Here we have the doctor. You're done. Thank you, Bo. We have Jesus, we have the Christ, amen? So he's giving these guys the answer. I already told you, I'm 12 on my mother's side, one I am on my father's side. And he says, on my mother's side, you know, on his mother's side, he said, I got thirsty. But he said, on my father's side, I'm the water of life. Oh, y'all get this in a minute. So if we're hanging out over here, we're always going to be struggling. But if we get with the Christ, we'll see he's the water of life. Oh, come on. Somebody needs to get, you need to get who he is. We need to understand who he is. Oh, come on. Somebody give him praise. On his mother's side, he got hungry. On his father's side, he fed 5,000 with some bread and some fish. Are y'all with me? On his mother's side, he was homeless. Yes. Come on. Scripture says he didn't have a place to lay his head. Right. Right? right? But on his father's side, he owned the cattle on a thousand hills. Right. <laughs> oh, glory. On his mother's side, he wept at the grave of Lazarus. On his father's side, he said, Lazarus, come forth. I'm just about to take a run around this building, whether y'all get excited about this or not. Are y'all hearing me? So here's the thing. Come here, guys. And here's what I really want you to see. Here's what I really want you to see. And I don't have time to go into all this. But, you know, not only do we get caught up in just Jesus and not the Christ and leaving Jesus on the cross, but that's how we often live our lives. Amen? You know, over here we're crying. Over here, God's saying, come forth. Over here, we're starving. Over here, God's saying, I have it all. you on with me. Who is this man? How many will give you pastor at so many churches? So many churches are really missing the point. And we get so caught up in you know making sure everybody's comfortable and every, you know, and we do all these things. And we walk right past him. I want you to walk where you're supposed to be walking. And I want you to see who this guy was. Amen? I said, I want you to see who this guy was. He's not just some historical figure. He's the son of God. He was Aaron's rod. Come on, somebody praise him. I said he was Aaron's rod. He was David's sling. Amen. Thank you, guys. He he's Judah's scepter. Oh glory. He's Paul's handkerchief. Is anybody with me? He's Samson's strength. Oh glory, he's the fourth man in the fire. Oh glory. Oh glory. You need to get excited again about who he is. I was I was inspecting at this at this large You guys can come up, Daniel. Please. You guys, come on back up. I was inspecting at this large uh, mill in near Macon, Georgia, this past week. Huge place, huge place. You Got all these kilns. I don't know if anybody ever knows. I didn't I had no idea what a kiln was until I started traveling on this job. But it's how they. It's a process of making cement and and they process this kaolin and make it ter- and makes use it for paint like that. And this thing gets like. The kiln has a furnace, Danny, that fires it, and the kiln, the kiln would be longer than it's building, and it turns. And they had nine of them at this place. And at the, at the front of this kiln, they have this huge furnace. And, uh, and they heat this furnace, and that's the process of how they take the, pro- the product, and by the time it comes out, it's just this fine, powdery substance. You know, it just heats it. And that's the process they use. And, and, and it, this, this furnace, it gets to like, uh, I don't know, it's like 2,700 degrees Fahrenheit. And if you walk around these kilns on a warm day, you can't, you can't stand it. I mean, seriously, you just got to go. Of course, it feels pretty good in the wintertime, you know, the heat coming off those things. But I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm inspecting this 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 miners' rep, union rep. Dwayne was with me, awesome uh, black brother there, in Macon, Georgia. And me and him standing there inspecting, and I felt that heat coming off that furnace. And D- and David, just you know, I guess sometimes you know you think, well, I'm probably stepping out on a limb here, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And I looked at that guy, and I looked inside that furnace, Teresa. And I said, I see four men in there. And he looked back at me and he said, yeah. He said, and the fourth one looks like the son of man. (laughs) I said, you got it, brother. You know what? And then I got him started and he looked back at me. He said, and you know what? He said, the only, he said, the guys that threw him in there was the ones that burned up. I said, yeah. Oh, and y'all, we missed this part. I said the only thing that was that was burned off the three Hebrew boys and and uh, that were thrown into the furnace was what they were bound up with. Come on, when we realize that He's with us in the fire, you may say, "Man, I feel like I don't think I can make it another day, Pastor. I'm about to blow up. I don't think I can go." Realize that the fourth man is with you in the fire, and He's trying to burn off what has you bound up. Come on, somebody needs to get free in this place. Come on, somebody needs to get free. Come Stand up on your feet. This is who he is. He didn't come and die and resurrect. We started our celebration today. Tell everybody we started it today. He didn't die and resurrect. For you to stay bound. I don't want to be bound up. Does anybody want to be free? Is there something in your life that you're tired of? You know what the scripture says, Donnie? Those guys did not even have the smell of smoke. I mean, he's ever been around a campfire. To think about, to think about, you could be in that, what I'm trying to tell you is that God wants to so deliver you that people will not even recognize the issue you had. They can't even smell smoke on you. Remember these were the three guys that wouldn 't bow. Go home and read it, Daniel chapter three. The scripture says that they were promoted in the provinces of Babylon. So what are you saying, pastor I'm saying they were in oh glory, they were in the fire. the fourth man, the fourth one was like the son of man, was in the fire with them. The Only thing that was burnt off of them was so what had them bound up and the smell of smoke was not on them. Then they got promoted. Right, Isn't that so-and-so? I thought they were bound. I thought they were bound up by drug addiction or alcohol or pornography. Not anymore. They got a revelation of who he is. Are y'all with me? Amen. You guys sing. We're going to open up the altar. And we still got to take care of you, Terry. I haven't forgot you, pal. For anybody, if you, if you got to go, we understand. understand but if anybody wants to be free of something if anybody wants to be free of something you're tired of this struggle and cycle amen we're going to open this altar we want you to come if you would like to know more about our Father's House and upcoming events log on to Our Father's House KY.org